business rock stars. Kelly Kennedy here. And today I wanted to introduce you to my business, Capital Business Development, where we don't just see businesses. We see your potential to change the world. We see your passion, your dedication, and drive to do something extraordinary. And we're here to help you bring that vision to life. At Capital Business Development, we understand that behind every business is a visionary, someone with the determination to make a difference. Whether you're a startup with a big idea or an established company aiming to expand your impact, we're here to support you every step of the way. Our mission goes beyond traditional business development. We're committed to nurturing your dreams and empowering you to achieve greatness. From strategic planning and networking to hands-on support and personalized coaching, we provide the tools and guidance you need to succeed. So if you're ready to transform your vision into reality, look no further than Capital Business Development. Visit us today at www.capitalbd.ca to learn more about how we can help you unleash your potential to change the world. Your dreams matter. Let's make them happen together. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is the Business Development Podcast, based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome to the Business Development Podcast. And now your expert host, Kelly Kennedy. All right. Welcome to the Business Development Podcast. Today, we have our very first interview. McKinley Highland, the president of Maverick NDT Inspection out of Medicine Hat, Alberta. He's been working in the NDT field since 2011. His passion for NDT led him to start his own NDT company in 2018. His innovation and dedication to the industry has earned him a reputation of trustworthiness and reliability. McKinley, how are you today? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on to the podcast today. And I'm hoping that we can deliver some really valuable information for our listeners. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Maverick NDT Inspection and kind of what, uh, what led you to start that company? Sure. Um, I started Maverick NDT in 2018. Um, when I first started, it was, it was mostly just, I wanted to be a subcontractor. Um, I didn't think that, uh, or I, I guess I, I didn't think that it was going to lead to this at first or this soon. Um, this was always the end goal was to, was to own my own company outright and, and service my own clients and stuff. But, um, yeah, we, uh, I just decided that, that now was the right time rather than wait forever. And, and here we are. Yeah, man, I totally understand that. I, uh, same thing with capital, right? I, you know, us business owners, we get into this and we don't even know really what we're getting into. We're kind of jumping into it with both feet, with hopes and dreams, and just hoping that people will love what we do. And I think we're all a little bit surprised when people, uh, people inevitably do love what we do, especially if we show up to it with passion and like with what you're doing with innovation, you know, you can really shake things up and it's a, it's a scary situation to be in, um, in the beginning. And I think, uh, I think that's something that I like to kind of reiterate to my listeners is that if you're on the fence about, about starting a business, you know, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you just jump, jump into it and with your hopes and dreams. And for the most part, I think they do tend to be well-received, especially if you're dedicated and committed to the, to, uh, to that goal. Yeah, no doubt. I think my biggest, uh, my biggest point on that would be that there's never the right time to start a business. You can wait and wait for the perfect time. There isn't one. It's, it's never going to be the right time. Um, so if, if you're, if you think that you're ready to do something or, um, you think that you have something special or you're willing to, to put in the work, then you should just get after it. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. You hit the nail on the head. 
The, the secret to being successful at anything is to not let naysayers hold you back. It's not to sit around and kind of wait and see what happens. Because if, you're, if you wait for the right time, the right time will never come. The right time will never come. There will never be the perfect day. Just like McKinley said, there will never be the perfect time for you to start your business. The secret is just to give it your, give it your all, jump into it and do it your way. Don't do it the way that other people are doing it. Don't do it the way that people are trying to tell you to do it. Do it the way that feels right for you. Because most of the time, if you're doing that, you are paving the way for, for future generations and for future innovation. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. And I want to jump into future innovation with you. And the reason being, I am, I am, you know, in our conversations, you know, you came back, you came to me just with some questions about kind of how to grow your business just over LinkedIn. Like, what was that? Like about a month ago now, right? Yeah, I think two and, months ago, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess time is flying, isn't it? Time is flying. And, um, you know, we kind of just went back and forth. You know, I didn't really give you anything that was proprietary. I just kind of let you know, like, hey, like, these are some suggestions I would make if I was you just to kind of try things out. And I think for the most part, you've implemented them. You've been having some success in that. And that's awesome. I'm really, really proud of you for that. Yeah, man. Um, it uh, It's scary that that uh, the business development side of things is the scary part because you really got to put yourself out there. And uh, I did not. I, I still don't love doing the the bd thing myself i i yeah 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 it's it's not i definitely wouldn't choose it for a career path for myself that's for sure but uh (laughs) god bless everyone that does yeah we're a special breed us bd people we really are but uh you know what it's a passion it's a passion um if you do bd you're probably incredibly passionate about it it's probably what you're driven to do i wake up every morning mckinley knowing i'm doing my purpose i'm doing exactly what i was put on this earth to do and I think that that's a really cool place to be. Um, it took me a long time to kind of realize it. The funny thing about business development, McKinley, is that nobody goes to school and is like, I can't wait to be a business development rep. Nobody does. That's just never, you go to business school or you could go do whatever you're going to do thinking, you know, you'll be an operations manager or you'll run a company. But like one day it just kind of comes up and bites you in the ass. And you're like, wow, like this was available. This was a, this was a, like a job within a company. Cause it is, it is probably one of the best jobs in a company if you're good at it. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a thing, right? Is if it, everybody that loves their job is usually good at it. Um, so yeah, you guys are a special breed, no doubt. Um, and, and I think that, like I said, if, if anything that any job that somebody has that they love, it's 99% of the time, it's because they're good at it. Absolutely. No, I, I do agree. And it's like, it takes time, right? I didn't start out good at this job. Um, ironically, I'm actually a bit of an introvert. So, you know, when I came into this, it used to scare the crap out of me, the idea of sitting down and making like 25, 30, 30 cold calls, or like sending a bunch of cold emails, or even like even going to meetings with people I didn't know, it took me a while to kind of get used to it. It is definitely a learnable skill, which I think you are learning because you're doing a lot of your own marketing at the moment. You can learn to be good at this. But you know, it it does take time, it takes effort, and it takes repetition. Yeah, I think the the hardest thing for me in the beginning was like the fear of getting the nose. I, I, I hate, I'd rather somebody just not answer me, you know, like just don't answer the phone call. Don't call me back. But uh, when they call you back and they're like, yeah, sorry, we're not buying what you're selling. That, that really stings, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But I think oh, yeah. that it wasn't even really with time. It was like after the first one, it was kind of like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. And and the other thing is, is like when you believe in what you're marketing, like I, I truly believe in, in the service that we provide and I truly believe that mm-hmm. we can do it better. And so it hurts that I can't get that across to certain people or that I wasn't able to get it across on that phone call or I wasn't able to get that meeting that it kind of stings sometimes, but I'm not really scared of getting the nose now because I think that at some point, someday, those people are going to end up calling back and they're going to want the services that we provide. So absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like, you know, like NDT has really been the same for a long time. You know, for my listeners who don't know, I spent uh, about nine years in the inspection industry. So I mean, I'm actually incredibly familiar with what McKinley does. Um, I'm also really, really familiar with visual inspection and that sort of thing as well. Um, but that industry has not had a shakeup in a very, very long time. I would say like it's probably been about 10 years since there's been a serious innovation in, in quality and in inspection. And uh, McKinley is shaking things up a little bit on that front. Um, I don't know, McKinley, do you want to speak a little bit to kind of what uh, Maverick is doing to uh, to kind of change the game a little bit? 
Yeah, we can touch on it. Um, I just, uh, I guess I'm, I'm kind of a younger guy in this industry. Um, so over the last, like, I think six years ago, CGSB, which is our governing board for who holds our, our certifications, like we're certified through CGSB. Um, they decided that we needed to recertify after X amount of years. So that kind of pushed a lot of the older, older guys out of it. Um, and, and the ones that didn't really get pushed out there, they never really got used to doing the paperwork on the computer. They're not tech savvy guys. I mean, these guys have been doing handwritten reports for, you know, however many years at this point. And, uh, lots of them just didn't stick with it. Um, like with the, with technology as technology started to increase in our industry, they just kind of did the bare minimum to get by. And, um, we've, we recently implemented, um, or, or created a reporting system that uses artificial intelligence, um, to, to create our reports, uh, and, and not even just for the older guys, but for, for the young guys like me, like we used to spend anywhere between, 30 to 50% of our day doing paperwork. And uh, what AI has done for us is, is now we spend, you know, at most 15% of our time doing, doing reporting. Um, and the rest of it is actually spent doing the physical inspections, which, which creates a lot higher productivity for us. Um, we've implemented it with, with a couple different methods. Um, but we still have a little bit of a ways to go but I'm going to keep with it and we're just going to keep, keep growing and, and keep doing these things as, as we can. Absolutely. No, I think it's a huge deal. And the fact that, uh, you know, like congratulations, by the way, on, on taking that initiative, because there's a lot of companies that are afraid to take steps like that. And like you said, I think it takes us younger generation to step in and say, you know what, we're doing things good, but I think we can find some efficiencies to do things better to, to change the industry. And I think what you're doing is 100% going to change the industry in time. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest reason why we did it is because, uh, well, my stepdad, he's, uh, he'll be 65 this year. Uh, he's terrible on the computer, like absolutely <laughs> horrid. And, uh, I've been doing his reports for him and then I just send it to him and he signs them. And if everything's right, he signs them and, and then hands them to his client. And I just thought there's gotta be like an easier way to do this for him where I don't have to do it. And he literally just has to basically tell the reporting system what he wants it to do. And it does it for him. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I did it. It was more like just to save me some time and it's, yeah. it's really worked out the, the, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. I, I'm super excited to, uh, to get it out there and start and start utilizing it more and more with, with our clients. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like for the people kind of listening to this call that aren't really familiar, the reporting for, for non-destructive testing and visual inspection used to take a considerable amount of time. Um, it would take, you know, a bare minimum, I would say two hours on average to do, to do your reporting after your day's work. So if you can find ways to cut that out, you know, utilizing AI or utilizing technology, just think like, you know, the savings over time for a client is exponential. And, um, yeah, just congratulations McKinley for, for kind of being ahead of, ahead of your time on this and for, uh, for taking that initiative with your company. I think it's going to be a huge game changer for you. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that it's ahead of our time. I think that this has been, it's, it's well overdue actually. I just don't think anyone's <laughs> sure. done it. And, uh, yeah. And I did. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, it's, it's not ahead of the time, but, you know, just given, given, you know, the history of non-destructive testing, it's, uh, changes is slow and, um, yeah, it takes, a, it takes a, some guts to do what you've done. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so tell me uh, a little bit of some of the challenges that you faced getting your business off the ground, uh, you know, starting in 2018, especially moving into COVID, you know, you're probably just getting your ground, your footing after two years and then COVID hit. What was that like? Um, you know, we were just as COVID hit, I was getting ready to expand and start scaling up. And, and luckily I hadn't really made any moves yet. Um, we were like right on the cusp, like probably weeks away from, from making a considerable investment. Um, and, uh, luckily we didn't, um, because it, 
you know, and it would have been no fault of our own, but it, it probably wouldn't have panned out well. Um, but yeah, so we kind of just hung on during COVID. I just kind of was a one man show type deal. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just over the past 12 months or so here, we've, we uh, kind of went on our own and, and we still do subcontracts for other NDT companies. Like we go out and, uh, you know, other NDT companies have contracts and they'll just hire us to go, to go uh, fulfill them or to service those contracts. Um, but we've exactly. started to, to chase our own contracts too directly with, with clients. And, and uh, I guess the main challenge is just um, dealing with, dealing with the people that don't think that you should do it. I guess my, uh, my family is super supportive, so I don't want to come off like they're not, but, um, you know, moms, they just want to see you do well and they don't want to see you fail. And, and, uh, so my mom was super terrified that, that, uh, this wasn't going to pan out well for me. Um, she's just worried, you know, we had just bought a house and, and she didn't want me to take on too much debt and blah, 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 blah. And so, mm-hmm. um, I guess that was the one thing that was really tough for me was to just kind of put that in the back of my mind and say, you know what, mom, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, I totally, I totally hear you. You know, it's like our loved ones, they want the best for us. And, um, sometimes it can be scary. And I think, you know, I mean, I think in the back of their mind, they've seen so much failures and, you know, I mean, whenever you start a business, there's a solid chance you won't make it sure, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Right. Um, because there's just, there's, you know, just as solid of a, of a chance that you do make it and you're incredibly successful. I do, I do think that if you're driven and you really care about what you're doing and you're willing to put your heart and soul into it, you will be successful. I, I truly believe that. I think, I think you can almost will it to happen if you know what I mean. Yeah. I guess my, like the one thing I said to, to, uh, my mom was, uh, she said, well, do you think now is the right time? And like we touched on earlier in the podcast here, when is the right time? Like, you know, when's the right time to take that risk? When's the right time to take a second mortgage on your house? So you tell me, like, when's the best time to do this? I don't know. Like, yeah. I'd rather do it, uh, you know, eight or 10 years into my working career than eight or 10 years before I want to retire. Like, I'd rather lose yeah. it all now than tomorrow, you know? Well, that's, that's right. That's right. At least right now, if you fail, you know, you, it's not going to destroy you. Where, yeah, like you said, you, if you fail in your 50s or your late 40s, you know, you might not be able to recover from that. Yeah, I think uh, you can, I can come back from this if something, you know, if if it all went to shit today, I could come back from this. So, um, and that's that's kind of what I had to tell myself. And and uh, yeah, here we are. We're doing we're doing good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like one of the things I just want to reiterate this, what McKinley said, you're better off to fail early. Um, if you're on the fence right now of starting your own business or, you know, you're kind of scared or you got, you know, you got a, you got a great day job, but it's not what you're passionate about. Take the plunge, take the plunge because you know, the older you get, the harder it's going to be for you to take that chance, the more risk you are going to be, uh, taking on. And if right now you have a passion, you have an idea, go for it, go for it. Like, you know, you're going to regret not doing it if you wait. And so just my suggestion is if you're on the fence, you know, my, my business development people, my entrepreneurs, my, you know, my, uh, my, uh, uh, you know, technical people just jump for it, just go for it and see what happens. Because I think you will be pleasantly surprised, especially if it's your passion. I think you will be successful. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, back that statement up a hundred percent. I'd, I don't think there's ever, I've said it before, I'll say it again, there's, there's no better time than right now. Yeah, absolutely. So McKinley, tell me a little bit about, you know, what was what it was like to get your business off the ground? How, what was your marketing strategy when you kind of first incorporated? Was it just kind of like you said, going with uh, going with existing NDT companies and kind of hopping on board? Or, uh, you know, first off, you know, how did you get your name out there? Where, where did you start? Um, well, like I said, I've been in this industry, uh, since 2011. Um, so I, I have lots of industry con like contacts. Um, and so I guess what it was for me in the beginning was, is, um, and it's hard to say this without coming across, like nobody else cares as much as I do, but, um, I just found that there was a, a, a big lack 
of of people or technicians who who cared about their job who really actually loved what they did and most of them it was just a paycheck um yeah and for me it was a paycheck too i mean this industry's put food on my table for uh for my family forever um and so it it is a paycheck for me too but it's more than that i i -hmm. i like it i i love this industry um i love inspection um and so, yeah, I started out as just a subcontractor and, and I had lots of industry contacts. So um, I never really had a problem getting work. And like I said, my stepdad is also in this industry. He's a subcontractor as well. Um, he actually had his own full-blown NDT company uh, that he started with two other guys, I think in 2007, um, and then ended up just selling out in 2009 or 2010 and went back subcontracting. Um and so I guess, yeah, I just decided that it was something I was going to do and yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. So, you know, in some ways you kind of had some, you kind of had some help, right? Like your dad probably stood beside you and gave you advice and kind of let you know his mistakes so that you didn't repeat them. That's incredibly valuable. Uh, well, it would be valuable, but he did not do any of that. <laughs> um, my, my dad uh, did not did not give my dad's the kind of guy that uh he doesn't want to tell you what to do because if he's wrong then he thinks it's his fault so if he just doesn't say anything uh then it can't be his fault and so (laughs) he he has given me some advice here and there uh but it was never anything like oh i would make sure i did it this way or uh any of that stuff he's just more like you know be careful with your money and and don't go too heavy into this and, and make sure that, you know, he's been good that way. But, um, in terms of like financially helping or, or helping me out with clients, stuff like that. Um, not too, too much. I mean, he's a subcontractor too, so he does have his own clients, which does kind of help me out a little bit. Um, but not, not substantially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can understand that. I could understand wanting to kind of let you, let you do it your way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if me as a dad would be able to do that, but it's, uh, you know, I commend him a little bit for letting you do that. I think, I think as a parent, you just want your kid to succeed. Right. So I feel like, I feel like I would be like, Hey, you should probably do it this way. Or like, are you doing this? It's like, I would probably talk too much. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I give him all the credit, man, because it's gotta be, terrifying to to sit by and just watch watch your child uh do some some crazy stuff you know i remember when i told him i was going to invest in this in this uh reporting software and and uh he he asked me what it was going to cost and he 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 was it was just silence on the phone (laughs) and uh uh, he it, it took him like probably 30 seconds and finally it was like oh it's Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and you can just hear his voice shaking. But uh, yeah. now that he's seen it, he's like, man, that was smart. You know, but he, he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't say too much when I first told him what we were going to do. So that's right. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? It's, uh, it's always a risk until you see what happens. But, you know, how, you know, just in your experience, how often have you taken a risk and it totally panned out versus just blew up in your face? Um, you know, I, I guess I've never done anything super crazy. Like, you know, it's all or nothing on this. If this doesn't work, then we're, uh, then we're in trouble. But usually, you know, if, if you take a calculated risk nine times out of 10, it works out. Um, I think there's been times where I've done some stuff and it definitely didn't work out. Um, but it was never like make or break, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I totally get that. You know, I've been I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky in my life. And I think, um, you know, there were a lot of situations that could have went incredibly poorly and didn't. And uh, I'm very thankful. I definitely feel like I got some people upstairs looking out for me. But uh, yeah, I would say more often than not, in my experience that um, if you're on the fence about something and, you know, taking the leap, I I would say most of the time it pans out. So don't be afraid to take a leap. Yeah, no doubt. It, It, I guess, you know, this does take a little bit of luck. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it does take a little bit of luck. You know, there's been times where some things have happened and it's just like, I don't know how that panned out the way it did, but there was some luck involved there. 
Um, but you also, <laughs> yeah. it, it's not all luck. It takes hard work and dedication. And, yeah. and, uh, if, if you're willing to, if you're willing to work hard and you think that you got something, I think you should go for it too. Absolutely. And, you know, just reiterating on McKinley's point, um, you got to put in the work, right? If you want something to succeed, you got to work for it. But if you're motivated and it's your passion and it drives you, it won't feel like work, you know? Like I think quite regularly, especially right now, like I'm operating capital business development. So I have, you know, I just hired an employee. I'm doing, you know, full-time contracts five days a week. And I'm trying to handle this podcast, promote this podcast, you know, bring on guests and, you know, and edit, edit and produce. And by the time you factor in all this, you know, like right now, man, my days are probably like 15, 16 hours of work every day. But the way that I look at it is if I put in the hard work now, it's going to pan out down the road and, um, you know, I'll only get better at it. So work, it, do, it does take work, but I'll tell you what, if you put in this work, it's going to be worth it, especially if it's something you're passionate about. And I think especially if it's your own business, because, you know, you're building your own future. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree 100%. So uh, tell me a little bit, McKinley, about what your daily routine looks like. Um, you know, how do you how do you kind of do this on a day to day basis? How do you motivate yourself in the morning? You know, what's what is what is the president uh, routine that just gets you motivated, gets you kicked off for the day and uh, helps you to deliver day in day out? You know, man, I don't have like a set routine. Um, I, I guess there's, there's a couple things that I do daily. Um, but nothing uh there's there's no like set routine for me i guess the the number one thing that's helped me um with kind of being able to handle all the stresses of this um i, I give myself like 10 15 minutes every morning when i wake up i don't i don't look at my phone i just just uh leave it on the counter go have a coffee um usually mm-hmm. i'm up before anyone in the house is up or or i'm in a hotel or whatever and uh yeah, I give myself 10, 15 minutes. And then, uh, once I, once, once that time is up or I finish my coffee or whatever, I'll check my emails real quick. And then, uh, and then I sit down again for about five minutes and just, I decide kind of what I want to get done that day, what it's going to take for me to kind of, you know, go to bed happy. And, uh, yeah. And then I just get to work. Um, you know, obviously, stuff happens throughout the day and, and, uh, you got to deal with it as it comes up and, and, you know, probably once or twice a week, I don't, I don't get everything done that, that I had told myself I wanted to get done. But, uh, the other, the other four days a week, usually I have everything done, you know, before lunch. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, and then, uh, the other thing I do is every single, every single night, um, I, uh, I have a 20 minute bath. I don't know. It sounds cheeky, but, uh, that's my meat. No, that's my me time, man. I need it. I, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know what, dude, I'm going to echo you. I am a huge fan of baths and you know what, maybe, maybe we're a little weird cause we're dudes and we like baths, but I'll tell you what they, uh, there's nothing quite like unwinding. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of like educational YouTube videos. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And for me to be able to like just go in there and just have that alone time away from the craziness of family life, it truly is uh, important, I feel like. And it, you know what? I, I don't feel embarrassed about it whatsoever. It is. It has been a huge benefit in my life. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, I, I don't even take my phone in there. I same thing. I leave my phone on the bedside table and, and I just go sit in the bath for usually 20 minutes. Like it's, and, uh, it just gives me time to kind of think about what's happened throughout the day and then kind of gives me a little bit of a jump on what I want to get done tomorrow. But yeah, like, you know, family time is super important and you need time for your business, but you also need time for yourself. That's something that I learned the hard way is that if you don't give yourself your own, like give, give yourself some me time, it, you'll fall apart, man. It, uh, it doesn't take long for your mind to eat away at itself. Um, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and you know, if, if a bath isn't your thing or a shower is not your thing, maybe you should try meditating. I, I don't know. The, I, I would just a hundred percent say that it doesn't matter if you're a business owner or not, or, anybody i think anybody should have like their own 15 20 minutes a day to just sit down and hang out 
by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think especially like just reiterating your point as a, as a family, you know, family life is crazy. It's hectic. You know, you're dealing with insane amounts of stress and like as a business owner too, it's like, it just pile it on, right? Because as a business owner, it doesn't matter whether you got a family or not, you're already under a lot of stress, you know, you got a lot riding on you. And then you factor into that, you know, your kids and your, 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 you know, your fiance, your wife needs you too. And um, yeah, it, it can be it can be like, there's just not enough time to go around. And like, I know, for me, especially like, I, I regularly have times where like, I just have to take a step back, because I'm feeling incredibly anxious, like I'm feeling like I can't settle down. And yeah, sometimes for me, it's like, yeah, have that bath, maybe go for that walk, you know, just have go for a drive, have just some you time. But yeah, it, it can be incredibly hard to balance life nowadays. There's a lot going on, and especially for us business owners, you know, the pressure's high and uh, you have to find a way to to outlet yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like you were saying, you know, like sometimes you just, you get so anxious that you have to take a step back. I think that that's like, that's key. Um, those are the times where you don't want to be making rash decisions, you know. Um, those are the times where you need to, you need to step back and go, okay, I got to think about this for 10 minutes. I got to just hang out and just, really consider my options here because when when everything's on fire you want to try and put it out but you know sometimes you're trying to put it out with gasoline so um mm -hmm. yeah taking that taking that step back and and just relaxing um that nine times out of ten that's going to do you a huge favor yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. So I want to just move forward a little bit into the business development kind of side of things. Um, just kind of want to ask you, I think a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs for the most part. The most of them I think are new. I think there's a lot of, you know, it, we're a mix of it all. I think we have, we have new entrepreneurs, we have, you know, long term entrepreneurs that are just looking for some tips or some help or maybe a new strategy. And I think there's a lot of perspective that we can have in these interviews, because I think, you know, you might do things a little differently than me, and you can bring that perspective uh, to my to my my show and and to my listeners, and I think it's incredibly valuable. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about like you know before what were you utilizing uh, for business development systems? Are you currently utilizing a CRM or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so actually, you told me about PipeDrive. Um, so I have started to utilize PipeDrive a, a little bit. Um, sure. You got to remember, I'm not trying to. Uh, like sell socks to 8 million people. I'm, I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to sell my services to a select group of, of, and, and there's plenty of clients out there. It's not like there's only five out there that I'm trying to sell to, but um, there's, there's a select group of people. So I am using pipe drive, but I'm also just going, just networking with the people that I want to work with. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going after um, clients that I don't think I can add value to. Um, it's it's not that I don't want to work for them. It's just I don't think that um, what we're what my business or what my company does is going to be any more beneficial than some of the other NDT companies out there. Um, there's certain NDT companies that um, are are going to be able to do the exact same thing, you know, on it. We'll just say like a, uh, this is hard to explain for your listeners if they don't know what we're talking about. But, you know, if you're sitting around waiting to shoot one tie in on a pipeline, um, we don't really have a benefit there, you know, um, like sure. we're going to be just as good as the next guys in, in nine times out of 10 uh, because when you're only doing when you're inspecting one weld it's you have lots of time to do your paperwork prior to or whatever um so we're just really focusing on going after clients that we know we can we can help uh and so yeah we've been using pipe drive but but mostly just going after select clients at a time like i'll i'll pick three or four clients that i that i want to focus on this week and um those are the ones that I that I focus on trying to connect with, networking, and then having meaningful conversations with them, not just, hey, this is me, this is what I do, call me if you have some work, you know, um, I want to get to know these people, I want to get to know what kind of issues they're having. And uh, so that's what I've been doing. 
Yeah, and absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think you're completely on the right track. For those who don't understand uh, McKinley's business, what NGT is, McKinley, you can essentially work for like five clients and make some pretty considerable revenue. So the reality is, is that you don't, he doesn't need to be marketing to a hundred different companies, him selecting three or four or five main targets that he, that he thinks are valuable and that he wants to work with is actually a great strategy. And, and uh, I commend you. I, I think that's very smart. Um, the other side of it that you really touched on that is also critical is the relationship side of it. McKinley's not interested in working for a company once he wants to work for them over and over and over again. And in order to do that, he's going to try to build a personable relationship with that, with that client. And once again, you're completely on the right track. I would say, keep doing that. And uh, over time, you're going to find really great success. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, we, uh, as, as much as I'm like, oh, AI, automation, all this stuff. Um, I also think that like when it comes to talking with people and, and you know, trying to do business with them, um, you need to have that personal touch. You need to have that conversation that's not just sound, sounding like a robot, you know, um, I, I care about making these companies more money um, because if they're making more money, then I'm making more money. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's not just a business for me. Like this is my life, you know, I spend my whole life on the road more or less. Um, and so these are my friends, like my clients are my friends. Yeah. And so um, it's not just a job for me. I enjoy going to work, talking with the QC managers, talking to the, to the QC guys that are out in the field. I want to be their friends. I, I want to be able to tell these guys if I'm having problems with my wife at home or if my kid's being a, you know, jackass or whatever. It's it's nice to have friends yeah. when you're gone too. So um, that's kind of my approach anyway. Yeah, you're on point, man. It's uh, it's about creating mutually beneficial partnerships. Um, if you are if you are in a in a relationship with your client that is frankly not mutually beneficial to the both of you, you are with the wrong client. That's what that's my belief. You know, all companies should be trying to drive value for their clients, and the way that that's done, like McKinley said, you know, if his clients are happy, they're reusing his service, and he's he's making a profit, and so it's mutually beneficial. So if he takes the time to create that relationship, that friendship with that client, it also opens the the, area, the avenues of communication where you are better able to negotiate that mutually beneficial. Uh, relationship. So no, you're, you're completely on the right, the right path. And, um, you know, at capital, we definitely believe that the business relationships are everything. And we spend a lot of time focused on creating top level relationships for our clients. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's what we do. Yep, absolutely. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what, uh, what business development tasks you struggle with the most? Finding time to do any of it is really tough. So like I said, um, having those meaningful conversations take time. It's not, yes. you can't just sit down for two minutes and, and, you know, end up getting work. So, uh, yeah, just the time to do it. That's why I don't, I'm, I've focused on, you know, three or four companies this week and, and these are the people I want to focus on and, and, try and get something going with them. And yeah, it's, it's just finding the time to connect with those people. And, and, and yeah, it, that's the hardest part. That's the number one reason why I would like to have a, a business development professional on my team full time. Unfortunately, we're just not there yet. Uh, so it's, sure. it's uh, in my hands, but um, yeah, time hundred percent. Absolutely. And you know what, I, I speak to that a lot uh, on this podcast, that as, as business owners, we are so swamped. We have so much on our plates that time, we just don't have the time. And I speak to that in a few of my episodes that we're just so busy that, that frankly, you don't have the time to market your own company. And yeah, while, you know, while this podcast is for those people, because at the same time, you know, McKinley, you still have to market your company. It doesn't really matter that you don't have the time right now. You don't have the money to do to add another business development rep at the moment. So what you have to do is kind of take that on yourself. So I am hoping that in this podcast that we are able to deliver value to help that, to help that entrepreneur, to help that new business owner who is really taking it all under his wing, maybe doesn't have the skills or not yet is learning them to just give him motivation, give him a plan, give him some steps that he can take that are effective and actionable that can lead him to revenues today. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, this podcast has helped me out a ton, man. I mean, and, and you, it's funny because you'll put out an episode and I'll literally get to work on that. Like that night, I'll just start a, you know, start a note in my phone and it's like, okay, 
this is kind of what I need to do, or this is what I want to focus on. And, and usually after you put out a podcast, it's like the next morning when I'm thinking about the, you know, five, 10 things that I want to get done today. Like one of them is something that I, that I heard in, in your podcast. So, um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's super oh. helpful for me and, and, uh, oh. it's landed me in some meetings already. So, um, it's doing its job for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, you know, like, thank you for having the bravery to reach out to me in the first place. You know, I, it can be hard. It can be hard sometimes to ask for help. And, um, you know, for the most part, if I can take a little bit of time out of my day and help somebody, I don't mind. And uh, I do commend you. I do commend you for for reaching out. And I'm happy that I've been able to give you some advice that has been helpful for you. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. And and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, you know, for those people that are, you know, thinking about making the jump um, into, into uh, building their own business or what have you, um, that's one thing that you're going to kind of have to put to the side. Um, you're going to have to put your pride to the side. Sometimes you're going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to do that stuff. I'm a super prideful person. I don't want anyone's help ever. I can do it all on my own. Um, that's kind of what a business owner is, right? Like lots of times business owners don't want anyone's help. They think they can do it better than everyone else. Um, and you might be able to do that thing better than everybody else, but all the things that come along with it, you're going to need help. And, and, uh, so don't be afraid to, to ask there's the, you know, how many times when you were in elementary school, you heard, there's no stupid questions. There's really not like, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredibly important to be able to, to put your pride to the side and, and know when is the time to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think, you know, I've had a lot of mentors that have helped me along the way, a lot of other business development people, a lot of business owners who have been willing to give me a leg up. And I wouldn't be here today if I didn't, if I wasn't able to connect with them and ask them questions. So, you know, if you have mentors in your life, or you have people that you look up to, or, you know, maybe you're working at a business and your boss is really great, and he's willing to share some advice with you, don't hesitate to ask them. Um, you know, they're knowledgeable people, they've made they've made the mistakes probably 50 times before you have. And if you can learn something from them, um, it'll save you a mistake down the road. So please don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask, uh, ask people that, uh, that you think might have some answers for you, some questions, because I think in the long term, it can, uh, it can incredibly benefit your business. Yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more, man. All right. Well, um, if you could go back to the beginning of your business, McKinley, and give yourself one piece of advice that would change everything, what would it be? Um, I know you sent me this questionnaire earlier and I can't remember what I wrote down, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to okay. think about it here. Um, I, I think the number one thing is like, just do it. Like, just, just go for it. Uh, I, I sat by and waited for the perfect time. Um, you know, it was like, you know, in, in after my next paycheck, that's when I'll do it. Or, you know, once I have $15,000 in my savings account and, six months of truck payments, then I'll go on my own. Um, and sure, like I, I, I wouldn't say start this with $8 in your bank account, but um, don't wait for the perfect time. I waited. It, it, it didn't cost me anything other than time. I mean, I could have been at this a little bit longer than, than I am, but um, there's no perfect time. Like, we touched on it earlier and, and, uh, it still rings true. Like there's, there's never going to be a perfect time for any decision that you ever make. Um, so if it feels right, um, and you think you're ready to do it, then just, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's excellent advice. That's absolutely top notch advice, McKinley. And I think, uh, I think you've definitely inspired a lot of people today and I really appreciate you, uh, uh coming on and being vulnerable with that. Um, in in my podcast, I would like to kind of hit a point where I just ask you as well. Um, is there any questions that I can answer for you today live that might be beneficial um, to our listeners as well? Um, well, you know, you've been answering my questions for a couple months now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Fair enough. I, I've, Fair enough. I've asked you quite a bit. I guess the one question, or I'm sure I'll come up with more after this. And I'll be like, oh, I should ask you this. But um, <laughs> we'll just have to have you. Back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I think one question is like, how do you how do you toe the line between, you know, being that annoying sales guy that won't quit trying to sell you his product and being uh -huh. a professional in like a professional business development rep 
um, how do you, how do you know, or how do you get that feeling or that sense of like, okay, this is, I should send him a, a message today or her a message today or like, how, or I should, they're not answering me. I'm going to cold call them. Like, how do you know what is, or, or what do you use to decide like when you're going to go to the next step or, or you're going to try something else, you know? Sure. Sure. So what I like to, I like to give myself a little rule, right? You don't want to contact anybody more than once a week. That's a really, really great first step. Um, that doesn't matter whether you're emailing them, whether you're texting them, whether you're calling them, you know, whatever. If, if you got a client that you want, McKinley, look, let's, let's say that you're trying to get this one client and you're trying over and over and over again. Remember, it takes a lot of time. Okay. I've had, I've had plenty of clients that took me 20, 20 touches. So a touch is something where anytime you reach out to a client in any way, whether that be LinkedIn, whether that be a phone call, email, it's always considered a touch. It's got to reach out. It can take an incredibly long time. McKinley, I've had, you know, in the quality world, I've had people call me, customers call me and say, I've had your brochure on my desk now for two years. I didn't need you until now. Now we need you. Are you ready? That's not uncommon. That's not uncommon in your world. And so the key is just consistency and kindness. When you make those, when you make those cold calls, you need to be making them friendly. No, never, ever get upset about it. Never, ever call them out for not answering your phone calls. Never call them out for not answering your emails. And just make sure that you're consistently in a good mood. You know, hey, it's McKinley. I'd love to connect with you. Still just looking to book that introduction meeting. I think we have a service that'll be incredibly valuable to you. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. You can get me back at whatever you know, have an excellent day. And just make sure that when you were leaving those messages, you're leaving them like that. You're leaving them in a good mood, kind, somebody you would want to call back, right? You always want to think about it from this standpoint. If if I listen to this message, would I want to call this person back? And if you're in a grumpy mood, you're not calling anybody back, right? Like if, you, if you're coming across um, angry or frustrated or like, what the hell, why aren't you calling me back? They're never going to call you back. So you really need to make sure that you're checking your tone and that you're setting yourself to a reasonable, um, a reasonable amount of contact. And what I would suggest is once a week, if you got a client you like just once a week, leave them a message, shoot them an email, thank them for their time. Always try to come across in a kind way. And over time, you're going to find success with that. Right. So you would just say like your frequency is, is pretty important with not being the annoying guy. And then uh, yes. your your kind of tone and your mood and 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 kind of the way you're reaching out to them would, is is another key thing. It's critical. It's critical, right? Because you got to think about it from your standpoint. You know, if you're trying to get a hold of SCM or you're trying to get a hold of a quality manager in your case, um, they get they get like tons of calls every day. You know, they probably get solicited by NDT companies twenty times a day, right? So you need to stand out. How are you going to stand out? You're going to stand out by being consistent. And you're going to stand out by being the friendly voice on the phone. The, the, the guy who's always in a good mood says, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Can't wait. You know, you can get me back at this. Um, let me know when it's convenient. If you're coming across and you're consistently hitting them kindly, but you're, you're not hitting them so often that you're, you're annoying um, over time, like I said, maybe it takes 15 touches, but you'll get them on the right day and they'll be receptive to you. Right. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, um, Thank you so much for being on the show, McKinley. Um, I would love for you just to plug your company. Uh, can you plug your company and your contact details so that people can get a hold of you if they've heard this episode and uh, think they might be able to utilize your company? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Maverick NDT, Inspection Inc. Uh, we're, our, our home office is in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Uh, we have satellite offices in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, Leduc. Um, working on Calgary and Grand Prairie right now. Um, they're not there yet, but uh, we we will have offices there sooner than later. Uh, www.maverickndt.ca. That's M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K-N-D-T.ca. Uh, you can email me, McKinleyH, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y-H, at maverickndt.ca. And... Uh, yeah, that's uh, my e my contact information's on there. My phone number, if you really want to get a hold of me, or or you can add me on LinkedIn, McKinley Highland. Um, and and if there's any any you know entrepreneurs out there that have any questions for me, um, I'm I'm always open to chat. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm all ears. That's awesome. Thank you so much, McKinley, for being our very first guest on the Business Development Podcast, the first of many, I'm sure, but. Uh, 
Man, I really appreciate it. I think you provided a ton of value today. I think uh, you've inspired a lot of people today. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, you've been listening to the Business Development Podcast. My name is Kelly Kennedy. Uh, You can always reach out to me at uh, podcast at capitalbd.ca with any questions uh, that you may have. I love to chat. And uh, we've been receiving a lot of reviews uh, (laughs) over the past week and a lot of listens. Our listenership has gone up quite a bit. And I just want to thank everybody who's uh, who's basically just shot me a word and and subscribed and and told a friend. I I can't I can't even I have no words. I have no words. It's uh, it's such a pleasure to do this for all of you, and uh, thank you so much for empowering me and allowing me to show up here and uh, and help you build your company. Once again, it's an absolute pleasure. You've been listening to the Business Development Podcast. Have an excellent day. This has been the Business Development Podcast with Kelly Kennedy. Kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the Alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020. His passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development. The show is brought to you by Capital Business Development, your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast. Business rock stars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision makers. With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of eight new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, Reach out to us at podcast at capitalbd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capitalbd.ca and let's partner for the future.